Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Lake Erie Currents podcast, sponsored by our premier sponsor, Fairly Decent Golf. Please check out the shop, Big Cartel Store, and Bobby is on TikTok and Instagram, Fairly Decent Golf. For those of you that want to support our sponsor and my dear friend, Bobby, there is a promo going on right now where you will save 10% on a purchase of $20 or more. All you have to use is the shopping code, all caps, CURRENTS, that's C-U-R-R-E-N-T-S, and you will get yourself 10% off on a purchase of $20 or more. Check out Fairly Decent Golf, Instagram, and TikTok. Love you, Bobby. Thank you for your support. Fairly Decent Golf, our friends, your friends, here to bring you the good, funny shit, even if you're into golf. The designs are fucking great, and they're amazing. Bobby just sent me some good shit, um, and I appreciate it, man. Love you, Bobby. So I want to talk about a few things. First of all, uh, there apparently was a, a coordinated attack on 195 different U.S. assets in the Middle East. So that's great. I mean, we need we haven't had a major, major war that we've been involved with since we left Afghanistan in 2021. So, you know, it's been about two years, three years. Time to get back in the game whatever um right you can depose to jacuzzi baby (laughs) that's right now here's the thing for those of you who haven't been living under a rock and it's been very interesting first of all there is a migrant crisis i don't care what the news tells you we do have a migration crisis there are over a quarter of a million human beings trying to get into the united states through mexico And not all these folks are from Mexico. There are folks from West Africa. There are folks from Bangladesh. There are folks from China. There are folks from other countries that are not necessarily friendly to the United States and its interests trying to get into the country through the southern border. Now, the Texas governor had completely ignored the federal government and its declaration that putting razor wire at the border was illegal and they can't do it. Texas Governor Abbott has said, go fuck yourself. We're going to do it anyway. He said, fuck you. This is Texas. We do what we want. (laughs) You don't mess with Texas. Hey, you don't mess with Texas. In our our grand strategy. (laughs) You fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. You're never going to fool me again. <laughs> Some people won't get that reference, Christopher. Um, uh, I, I know. We're showing our age, man. Yeah. Showing we, our age. We were just having a conversation off air about aging. <laughs> and this is one of those indicators of right? early, early George W. Bush isms that some of these Zoomers would be like, Who, what the fuck are they talking about? Uh, right, right. They have no, they have no idea. Yeah, no idea. Well, this is getting interesting. There is a general rebellion brewing among half of these United States. Half. 25 states. Which is sizable. That is nothing to sneeze at. Okay? We're going to get into that right now and have a discussion about that. A map of U.S. states show that nearly all of the Republican governors are now backing Texas Governor Greg Abbott in his ongoing dispute with the Biden administration over his attempts to stop illegal migrant crossings into the state from Mexico. In a five to four vote on Monday, the Supreme Court surprised many by siding with the president, ruling that federal agents could, for now, resume cutting razor wire that Texas has been installing along a stretch of the southern border. The installation of uh, uh, concertina wire along the Rio Grande was among several physical measures Abbott has taken the border in his efforts to stem the number of migrants entering Texas. In the year to September 2023, nearly 1.4 million migrants entered the state illegally, 1.4 million. According to figures compiled by the Customs and Border Protection Agency, marginally lower than the previous year. So 1.4 million was a cut in the previous year. Wow. In the days since the ruling, Abbott has said the fight is not over and praised the Texas National Guard for continuing to hold the line. 
In a statement on Wednesday, the Republican governor said Texas had a right to self-defense under the state's constitution, invoking laws designed to protect it from the threat of invasion, while accusing the Biden administration of failing to execute immigration laws enacted by the United States Congress. The White House has previously called Abbott's border tactics, like using razor wire, political stunts that were cruel and inhumane. Biden has faced calls to federalize the Texas National Guard over Abbott's dissent. In the year to September, CPB, that's Customs of Border Protection, recorded a higher rate of migrant encounters along the southern border, almost 2.5 million, than in previous years. Texas is one of four states to share a border with Mexico, but contains around half of the border's length. Abbott's uh, invocation of self-defense clause and its claim that the supreme law of the land supersedes any federal statutes to the contrary has been backed by all but one of 26 Republican governors, the exception being Vermont's Phil Scott. It's Vermont, okay? They're high on Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking high on Ben and Jerry's and they're fucking crusty hippies. Driving a fucking Subaru, um, whatever. Sure, it's, it's Subaru, the, official, <laughs> the official sponsor of lesbians across the nation. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is the les, what is the joke? What does a lesbian bring to the second date? A Subaru and a U-Haul? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just saying I've heard that joke. I don't know if it's true. Any lesbians can confirm or deny. I'm open to hear. I, it's a joke I heard. Um, (laughs) they like to move fast these ladies Um, included in the 25 to have signed a joint statement pledging their solidarity with the Texas governor were King Ron DeSantis Lord of all the Floridas Mike DeSwine of Ohio that's a shocker that that is a shocker isn't it though Virginia's Glenn Youngkin and Arkansas's Sarah Huckabee Sanders here swine he is pure swine. I don't know. This I mean, he um well, I we could go on about him. <clears throat> Quote Yeah, no, we've for four years we've gone on about him and his his horse shit. I still it's amazing the the amount of public amnesia that we get in the Buckeye State. Like people right. forget about him and fucking Amy Acton and all of that horse shit that went on four years ago with signing like literal unconstitutional health decrees. Um a ruling from the desk as opposed to like even going through the general assembly, like completely shedding any, any modicum mm-hmm. of, of like quote democratic process. It, like it, Fuck you. And, and his ADL translator that looks suspiciously like him with long hair. <laughs> I remember that. Or not I ADL. Remember. What, what, what's, what's the ASL. ASL, there we go. Yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about the anti-defamation. <laughs> no, I I'm got talking it, about American Sign Language. I My bad. <laughs> My I, bad. We we understood you, man. <laughs> there's some ASL. Fucking, there's some fucking closeted Nazi comes across and goes like, yeah, I fucking knew the guy was a Jew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Fucking scientist bastard. Yeah. <laughs> True. Um, uh... If the Constitution really made states powerless to defend themselves against an invasion, it wouldn't have been ratified in the first place, and Texas would have never joined the Union when it did, DeSantis wrote Wednesday. Texas, which prior to becoming a U.S. state in 1845, was an independent Republican subject to renewed calls to declare independence, a movement dubbed Texit after the portmanteau used for Britain's exit from the European Union. Yunkin said Virginia stands with Texas in the dispute while DeSwine described the situation along the southern border as unattainable and just keeps getting worse. Sarah Huckabee Sanders wrote that if President Biden won't defend us, states will have to defend themselves. I don't disagree with Sarah Huckabee uh, Sanders' statements on that one. And I th- there's a load of conspiracy theories about this whole situation. Of course, every conservative uh, to the right of Karl Marx insists that this is a ploy to get Democratic voters. I don't know if that's true or not. What I do know is that the plethora of interviews of these folks who are waiting either in detention camps on the American side or on the Mexican side are in the most dire straits that we can imagine. And I do feel bad. And I know that they're like, 
on the Mexican side, like getting detained in the United States is like an improvement for these folks, because on the Mexican side, the fucking cartels are not only doing what they do, but I don't know if anybody knew about this. And of course, I'm going to have my detractors get a hold of me. Well, I knew about this 50 years ago. You weren't alive 50 years ago or whatever. Um, there are organ harvesting operations, the cartel runs where they get folks that say, we'll give you $5,000 cash for your kidney. And then they use that money to pay the cartel coyote to get them across the border. Like, folks, it is very bad down there. And mm -hmm. I do feel bad because I'm a human being. And this is a humanitarian crisis. And a lot of times you have to look at, first of all, the cartels are a creation of American foreign drug policy or a domestic drug policy, period. That mm -hmm. that is indisputable. They, they would have no power if it weren't for us. Well, I don't want to say us, but if it weren't for our government and our military and the DEA. <laughs> Truly, all of our domestic policy has had an impact on Mexico because we've talked about this when it comes to agorism. No matter what you try to make illegal, there's always going to be a market for it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the, all the, we have doc folks, we have the documents back in the day in the, in the 70s, 60s, 70s and 80s in the 90s. The cash crop that came out of Mexico was marijuana because it was completely illegal all over the place. You saw a shift as soon as the state started thumbing their nose, the federal government saying, we're going to make this legal. This is stupid. You know, people need this for medicine, let alone if they want to. We have alcohol is legal and nobody ever bitches about the human cost that alcohol causes uh, in society, which to me is the bane of human existence since people started for, uh, figuring out how to ferment wheat and grape. Like it's been a real problem. But nobody says anything about that because the federal government makes a shitload of money off the sin tax and so do the states. It's all about the mm -hmm. money. Just like tobacco. Tobacco is not good for you. We know this. Like, not good for you at all. But the federal government's like, I don't give a shit. Keep taxing it. Hey, tax stamp. <clears throat> Bingo. Give me money. <laughs> That's it. Now, they switched their crop as soon as the state said, we're going to legalize it. Their revenue started to dip. What does a smart business person do? They change with the market. Like, fine, we can't they make pivot. it. And then they, they said, pivot. ooh, let's make black tar heroin. That's right. And there are parts of Mexico where the climate is perfect to grow the poppy, which they do. Mm -hmm. um, and now, because of all of the prescription drug uh, dope dealers that were totally legal, by the way. Yeah, the totally legal dope dealers that, that charge you an arm and a leg for their products. Correct. In and cahoots with, you know, your insurance companies and HMOs and the pharmaceuticals, the, hospitals, the pharmaceuticals, the doctors. Yep. You know, just rotten to the core. Yeah. The entire fucking apparatus. Yeah. Um, people still look at me when I tell them, like when they talk about OxyContin, I'm like, yeah, they had commercials called Get Back Into the Swing with OxyContin. Mm -hmm. And we, Christopher and I knew about this because we read about it long before it was a show on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With, like we knew about this and we knew about it in Portsmouth, Ohio, where mm -hmm. the epicenter for the entire opioid no, epidemic I, started. I, I, I had, you know, the whole Oxycontin and the, into the opioid epidemic affect a, a very close family member of mine. So mm -hmm. I, I witnessed it firsthand because, I mean, he had a doctor that prescribed him Oxycontin like it was fucking like it was Tylenol. Like Scary. they had they, they were feeding him Oxycontins for years years and of course somebody's going to get addicted you know of course of course it's it's you might as well it's what one molecule off from being heroin yep it's, it's completely synthetic uh you know one molecule away from being heroin yes sir it's it's heroin just made in the lab and sold mm -hmm. to you by doctors that said trust us trust the science <laughs> so trust the science trust the science follow the science Boy, isn't that um is the that favorite true? NPC talking point? <laughs> yeah. For the last four years or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, trust the science. And then it got people killed. Well, the Mexican cartels who are not stupid were like, Oh, well, the access to pills are cut off. Great. We have a product that's 80% pure, 
that's incredibly cheaper, like five dollars for a gram. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna we'll keep you. And we they they made an entire they made an entire network. The Jalisco uh, squad did this whole thing. Once again, a result of domestic policy. Okay. Fast forward. There's a large organ harvesting market out there. The communist Chinese were notorious for having doctors at execution sites for political prisoners and regular criminals. As soon as these people were shot, they would begin harvesting organs out of the body. And then now these folks south of the border, and by the way, folks, if you want to if if you want to put yourself in their shoes, and I try to do this with everybody, with the except with a few exceptions, but these doctors that are on the border towns of Mexico and the United States, let's say you're you're a Mexican doctor, you're a surgeon, and you're making a fraction of what your American counterparts can be making in Columbus, Ohio, mm-hmm. and then somebody from the um, the Jalisco Nueva Generacion cartel shows up at your office and says, "We have an offer for you." We're going to pay you $50,000 to harvest organs for us, okay, from these migrants from all these different countries or Mexicans. It doesn't matter. Whoever we bring to you, we're going to pay you $50,000 to perform the surgery, or we're going to kill you and your entire family. Do you know what you're going to do? You're going to perform the surgery. Yeah. I would perform the surgery. As soon as you put a gun to my family's head and I have no recourse, I'll do whatever you want. And, and the rest of you would too. You're, none of you are going to be a tough guy when they have a gun to somebody uh, to, to the head of somebody you love. You, you, you um, hey, whatever you want, man, just leave me alone. I'll do whatever you want. I don't blame these people. But once again, the cartel operates with impunity because of the conditions that were made by the policy of the United States of America. This isn't a, oh, you know, you just blame America. Remember that? Oh, this is the blame America first crowd. You know, you guys just blame, like the love to blame America. Like, yeah, but when it's fucking America's fault, it needs to be called out, doesn't it? Or do we just say nothing? Like our country's never wrong. Neighbor, it's wrong often. Most countries are wrong often. Yeah, I think people uh, oftentimes just take it too personally and just can't separate the citizenry from those who are in charge because they're two totally different sectors of people. Great. Two totally different sectors of people. And ain't none of those representatives in Congress represent a single damn one of you, regardless no. of if you voted for them or not. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well said. So that's the situation we have. It's like, we have a, a total humanitarian crisis and I don't blame the governors of the border States. Of course, California don't give a fuck about anything because Gavin Newsom, Newsom's in charge or whatever. Um, but I don't blame Texas for doing what they're doing. I don't blame anybody. If I had, I mean, there are, you know, the people that have farms that are along the border that get shot at from across the Rio Grande by the cartel. The cartel operates across the border in border community. Like I, this is bad all around. And it's going to take, some, like, I understand why Texas is doing what they're doing. And I get it. Um. I just hope that uh, those people who are seeking political asylum or trying to get into the country, most of the, nine out of 10 of these people, they want to work. They want to work. They want a better future for the families. I get it, man. Like I get it. I get it. I, my people didn't come over here on the fucking Mayflower. I understand completely. You know, it's, it's like, it, it's just awful. But speaking of which this is, this gets thicker. You're going to like this one. <clears throat> Organizers. You're going to like this. The organizers of Take Back Our Country Convoy is an army, or excuse me, God's army, reportedly make its way to the southern border next week as tension rises between Texas and the Biden administration. So as if things weren't rough enough, the army of God is going to show up at the southern border. They're going to stand up against the globalists who who claim... Are cons- they cl- are conspiring to keep the U.S. border open, allow illegal immigrants to cross from Mexico. This is biblical, monumental moment that has been put together by God, one of the organizers said on a recent call, as reported by the Soy Squad at Vice. Another said, we are besieged on all sides by dark forces of evil. 
The group is reportedly planning to leave Monday from Virginia Beach, Virginia, and drive through the southeast with stopovers in Florida and Louisiana before arriving in Tejas. The group plans to attend three separate rallies on February 3rd in Texas, Arizona, and California. The group is calling on active and retired law enforcement, military veterans, elected officials, and other law-abiding, freedom-loving Americans to join the cause. Their goal is to shed light on the obvious dangers posed by wide-open southern borders, according to a news release dated the 12th of January. According to the Soy Squad, convoy leaders say they want to send a message to the Biden administration to secure our borders as the White House of Texas Governor Greg Abbott feud, feud over the border enforcement measures. Abbott, a Republican, said that, we, that the battle is not over following Supreme Court's ruling about the razor wire. Texas sued the federal government after Border Patrol agents began cutting down the wire and justices sided with the Biden administration. 25 governors released a statement about on solidarity, as we already know, that criticized President Joe Biden's border policies, stating the U.S. remains vulnerable to unprecedented illegal immigrants. Figures released Friday by uh, CPB shows there were 302,034 encounters at the southern border in December alone. Supreme Court ruling and Texas response have led to online calls for civil war secession, the Soy Squad reported. A fundraiser on Give, Send, Go using the same logo on the convoy's website has raked in more than $66,000. That isn't even enough for gas for all these people. <laughs> no. What? no. Once willing to die defending this country, now willing to die protecting my family from what this country has become, one donor said, according to the Soy Squad. Another wrote, put on the full armor of God so that you could take your stand against the devil's schemes. Convoy organizer told Soy Squad the rallies are supposed to be peaceful, but acknowledged not everyone in the group may be on the same page. <laughs> uh, we realize we have many infiltrators. Maybe some people try to subvert us, jump on the convoy provocateurs. We may have some, and they're going to have to, uh, to deal with our security team. They'll be asked to leave, Scotty Sachs told the news outlet. Well, God's army is going to defend the border with the Texas National Guard. Um, guys, I, I, I want to get Christopher's take on this. I People are so hot to get a civil war going. The last civil war we had in this country, 600,000 people The most devastating died. war, yeah. In American I, history. Yeah, I, I am not one to advocate towards rushing towards that i, I just i i see no good possible outcome uh from something like that um yeah and i just i don't know man it's 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 bad all around and the people that are hot for it are no better than you know, the cops that are fucking hot for action that got all this fresh new military gear that they want to go use. Um, it's the same thing. Like they got an itchy trigger finger. And I, I just, I'm just, I'm not a bloodthirsty person, man. <laughs> I just don't, I, I, some of these people get so worked up with their own rhetoric, um, you know, and that's just, Cool heads prevail, man, and there are no cool heads in this in this scenario here when it comes to the two because it's you know, it's the two extremes of either side that keep keep this tug of war going, you know. And, and I just like to say I I can't I, I'm I'm I for one am not excited by the prospect of a of another civil war, uh, especially not as someone who actually is familiar with with history. Uh, not excited about that. There's nothing to be excited of. No. I'm delighted that you said that because I hear that a lot. And of course, on Twitter, you're going to be like, oh, civil war. We're heading towards a civil war. Like, do you feel like every nobody knows what the fuck they're talking? Like, what do you think that you're going to like lead the cavalry charge and you're going to just get out of this unscathed? There's a there's a phrase we use right. for you folks. It's called bullet sponges. Now you're going to carry in your Gadsden flag at the front of the formation, and then the federal government's going to be like, space laser from, you know, just wipe out that first entire section, vaporize those faggots. That's what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to see anybody die, period. Like, this doesn't, it doesn't need to get this way. Civil nah. war, okay? I, I just, cooler heads prevailing, yes. 
does the country need to inf- like fix the problem at the border? Yes. Yeah. But yeah. N- uh, no. And I think once again, like there's people are just so bullheaded, like then they dig their heels in and like they think that solving the problem at the border means that people hate immigrants. And like we understand, like we're a nation. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just the way that it's being handled now is not sustainable. Um, you know, especially if you, you know, like the idea of like nations in a country, which is whatever, but like, you know, as, as a nation is a kind of like this mass flooding in of people at the border, it's just not sustainable. And like you said, like, I realize that, like, you know, 90% of those people are good people that just want to work. But, like, they're, like, you know, how are we going to house them? How are we going to feed them? Mm -hmm. Who's fucking paying for it? Where are they going? Uh, You know, and then what cost, you know, does it come, especially when we've already got people in this country who can't eat, can't afford housing, can't find fucking jobs? people who are dependent on the system like are we going to you know what i mean like there's I, I get that there's no easy answer to the solution but at the same time it's like you're it's just the the way that it's going is just not sustainable uh, like what are they going to do just fucking turn on the money printer machines you know money printer go burr you know and just devalue our money even more than they already have in the last fucking four years mm-hmm yeah, these these are all excellent points, and I also I, there is no easy solution, and I think no, that people no. are looking for a quick fix, like fuck them or you know send them back or what have you. But even still, it costs money to send you back. You know, it's the, there is no easy answer. But what we do know is what's happening right now is not sustainable. I do agree with that, and I understand why Texas is doing what they're doing. I get it because they're not getting the support from the the federal apparatus whatsoever because they don't want to touch it because it's fucking election season and they don't want to be seen as being the mean nasty uh because then you know the democrats that they're they're supposed to be the party of just everybody could come in and hang out and you know the republicans are the party of hang on a minute you need to use the fucking door um and i i i i hazard to say what side i'm on i think you create economic conditions with these folks based on policy that makes them want to leave their country. I mean, remember when they told us NAFTA was going to, you know, this is going to stem the tide of of migration because these high paying jobs are going to be in Mexico as well. And like, well, no neighbor that didn't work. They they still want to come here because they're in fact not making the same amount of money as a fucking auto worker in Pontiac, Michigan. It's just not happening. Like you, 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 that what what did um Ross Perot say? Is you're gonna hear a giant sucking sound, and he was right. It's, and he was 100 percent right. It's a good deal, Larry. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Yeah, um, thanks, 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 Slick Willie. Yeah, I, I love the fact that his like it's amazing. Wait, speaking of which, so people look fondly back on that because the 90s we were younger. We, you know, we there was you know there was no 9/11. All these things, like you know. There, there was the, you know, Timothy McVeigh, you know, but, you know, a lot of folks forget about that. And there was all this fear of there. They remember white supremacy was a big deal back then. Like Timothy McVeigh was supposed to be part of this white power movement. And the, the uh, fucking, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. And then, of course, these nut bars that live up in uh, in Idaho and compounds. I mean, they, you know, fucking their cousin and making retarded babies. Not a real threat to anybody. Um, but, uh, you know, like this has always been a constant boogeyman. Like, you're always going to have these nut bars. Like, Randy Weaver hung out with some not-so-nice people. I agree. He went to a white power church, whatever the fuck that means, because, you know, Jesus was Jewish, but, you know, whatever. We can continue on. He was Jewish in the Middle East, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like it, I'll uh, never get that one. I'll never get that one. What? Yeah. But, hey, whatever. Um, His mom, complete Jew, also. Mary, very Jewish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, but whatever. Um, but anyway, so you had these wackos all over the place, right? So there was a big fear back then that this is kind of a boogeyman they drag out every single time. And then we saw at Charlottesville, yeah, sure, they're out there, but I mean, they're 0.02%, 0.01. Like I said, I've made a distinction 
between actual violent racists that want to start a race war, which is totally retarded. Okay, it's stupid. And it's complete it's completely ignorant. Oh, that's just ignorant. Yeah, it is ignorant. Um and casual racists. Like they don't want, you know, their daughter dating a Puerto Rican, but they don't want to kill anybody either. They just have preferences that are a little bit prejudiced, but whatever. You know what I mean? And vice versa. There's I'm sure there's people who are who are black who don't want their kids dating white kids, uh, white girls or white boys or Asians or whatever. Like there's always going to be this clannish behavior because we're human beings and that's kind of how it rolls. But not everybody's on board with this shit. Not not everybody's on board. Like the, the country does not have that kind of problem. They just happen to be the loudest, most obnoxious. Kind of like the the chop your cock off gang. We want your kids to be able to chop their their stuff off without your permission. That is such a small percentage of people who think that's okay. The majority of people who are pretty relaxed about life in general. Majority of people are like, yeah, those are my kids. You don't get to fucking say what who's in charge. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, nice try, <laughs> nice right. try, but fuck you. <laughs> right, but fuck you. So speaking of fuck you, you know who George Soros is, right, Christopher? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's the question: Speaking of Jew hating, king, king of the lizard people. <laughs> He's king of the lizard people. My question is this. He's a Jew. Okay. Everybody knows this. What I don't like, and what I don't like is the fact that the, that he's Jewish. It turns it into anti-Semitism because he's not liked. No, it's not because people don't like him because he's Jew. People don't like him because he just happens to show up in different parts. Like he has a lot of dirty fingers and a lot of dirty pies. You know what I mean? Um, people have claimed that uh, Soros is the perfect like code word for uh, that unite anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. I'm not so sure that that's the case. Um, he's been accused of a lot of like he's been linked to conspiracy theories all over the place. Like he was opposed to Brexit, apparently. Um then back in 1998, Soros uh, related his experiences in the 13 uh, Nazis occupied his native Hungary. Right wing figures such as Alex Jones, Dinesh D'Souza, Glenn Beck, Roseanne Barr, James Woods, Ann Coulter, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the champ, and Donald Trump Jr. promulgated face, uh, fake conspiracy theory, which has been described as anti Semitic, that Soros was a Nazi collaborator who turned in other Jews and stole their property during the occupation. Okay, that's just one. And then, of course, the Turkish president, uh, Erdogan, uh, denounced Soros while speaking about the political purges in Turkey, saying, the person who financed terrorists during the uh, the Gezi incidents is already in prison. And who's behind him? The famous Hungarian Jew Soros. This is a man who, assi- who assigns people to divide nations and shatter them. So... He has been on the receiving end of, and believe me, that somewhere in the middle is the truth. Somewhere in the middle is the truth. We do have some truth to talk about, though, about Jose Soros here. Okay. Liberal billionaire George Soros is pouring extensive amounts of cash into Texas in an attempt to flip the state to the Democrats. State campaign finance records reviewed by Fox News. Digital shown Soros contributed over three million to at least five left wing groups in the Lone Star State over the last year to beef up infrastructure and help Democrats make gains in the overwhelmingly Republican stronghold. The financier is single handedly propelling one of the progressive groups working on to accomplish these goals, working to accomplish these goals. Excuse me. Fox News Digital reported in August the Texas majority. Political Action Community, a mysterious under-the-radar group positioning itself to turn the state blue, has received hundreds of thousands of dollars from Soros' Democracy uh, Political Action Committee. Texas Majority PAC has now been publicly launched, nor were there any reports about it at the time. However, it has since come out of the shadows and into the spotlight. A recent report by the Texas Tribune says the former staffers of the Democrat Beto O'Rourke and his failed gubernatorial gubernatorial i like that word it makes me think of goober gubernatorial campaign 
operate the group and raised nearly 2.25 million last year. By the way, his real name is Robert Francis O'Rourke. He's an Irish Democrat and he is a piece of shit. Anyway, moving on. Can you imagine a gun grabber running for governor of Texas? That's the funniest idea ever. He didn't win. No. 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 Color me surprised. <laughs> We need millions more dollars and hundreds more full-time staff to do this. The group's executive director, Catherine Fisher, told the Texas Tribune last week regarding its fundraising. Texas Majority PAC works with partners across the state to create the conditions that will make flipping the state possible. Recently released Texas campaign finance records reviewed by Fox News Digital shows Soros has provided all donations to date. His Democracy Political Action Committee has given the group $850,000 in contributions, while he has personally provided $1.4 million. They account for the PAC's entire $2.25 million in donations. Myra Flores, a former Republican congresswoman and the first Mexican-born woman to serve in the House of Representatives, believes Zoros is pouring money into the Texas-majority PAC to boost Democrat turnout 2024 because he doesn't want Republican Hispanic leaders like her to win over other Hispanics who have traditionally voted blue. They're seeing that Hispanics are shifting towards the Republican Party because they realize that we are the party of prosperity. I don't know about that. That we want to build a strong economy. Once again, jury's out. And that we want to secure the border. That we want to prioritize the people of this country and not prioritize the people from outside this country. This is a Mexican-American woman saying this, by the way. And I believe that it's our policies that are winning people over. And the struggle is real, Flores said recently. Boy, she's going to get her fucking uh, card revoked by the Hispanic community, like, in a hurry, isn't she? She's like, nah, fuck those people. Build a wall. (laughs) I got in. I want that door shut. That's it. Talk about climbing the ladder and then pulling it up behind you. (laughs) Like, no, 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 no. Looking down. Hey, lots of luck down there. Maybe next time. (laughs) that's ice cold even for me that's ice cold george soros of the democratic party you're seeing people like myself that resonate with the hispanic community she added they resonate with me i resonate with them we have similar stories i'm bilingual i speak spanish and english we have similar stories we share that bond the bulk of soros texas cash has gone to texas majority pack but it also given hundreds of thousands of dollars to other groups working to elect Democrats statewide. Additionally, he gave 200K to the Dallas County Democratic PAC and 100K to a group called First Tuesday, which also does not appear to have an online presence. Maybe this is a money laundering scheme and not so much a PAC. Do you imagine what $100,000 would do to like people working at the border to try to like house and feed these um, folks that across the border illegally? Right. Like that, put that money together right there. 250K, 300K, and an additional 100K. I mean, fuck, they could have air conditioning and internet. Like, I mean, for real. Like, see, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, if you really cared about these people crossing the border, this dude would be throwing money at them. You know, that's a total PR opportunity, right? Like, I'm I'm donating, I'm building shelters for these people because the Border Patrol sucks and Texas, the governor's a fag. I'm going to build these nice... Um... The the <laughs> like, like if news were honest. Right. Like, right. If, he, if he were honest, we're like, yeah, Greg Abbott is a fag. And I'm doing this because him and his faggoty uh, police suck ass. I'm like, it's a total idiocracy moment. Yeah, like right. Quit being a fag, Greg. It's like, well, Greg's busy baiting. I'm down here building <laughs> shelters. <laughs> So, yeah, that's a lot of money that could do a lot of good. Instead, he's giving it to Democrats, which. (laughs) (laughs) You might as well just set that money on fire. I mean, really, it's just, I don't see them flipping Texas blue. I just don't. They're going to have to put a lot more money towards that cause. (laughs) Yeah. They're going to have to literally buy politicians and pay them off to switch. Yeah, it's, it's a different culture. I think that's what he's missing is that Texas seems to have, I don't even call it a conservative culture. It's very like pro-gun, very in, like individualistic, independence-based, because they used to be their own country. It's called the Lone Star State. Yeah. And they're, yeah. And they, like them and Florida, 
are seen like the counterbalance to the idiocy of California, the left coast, you know, New York, Massachusetts, you know, they're seen as like, you know, like, yeah, that's, it's a native American tribe it means diarrhea. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the mass ass of shits. That's right. But they're seen as like, Hey, we're not, we're not fags and retarded over here. And we like guns and, and like you know, we want you to like pay fewer dollars in taxes, unlike Gavin Tusum Newsom, who has cities filled with human shit and people doing fentanyl on the streets. Come hang right. out here. Now that's a hey, listen, Texas, like Houston and fucking uh, Dallas and and Austin are as blue as Cleveland, Ohio. Don't get me wrong, but the rest of the state, eh, I think that's going to be a hard sell. The people who are liberal are going to be liberal no matter what. And they're going to flock to the cities like they normally do. Bingo. That's it right there. So, no, I don't see this substantial. Again, this could be money laundering. I don't know. Um, whatever. Because none of these groups have any kind of real presence. Whatever, man. But this lady, this lady Flores cracked me up. Like, I was born in Mexico. I'm the first Mexican-American lady elected to the House of Representing. And I'm telling you right now. I'm going to be the fucking last because that door is going to get shut and you right. motherfuckers she ain't said, getting in. Fuck them immigrants. <laughs> God damn, man. That's harsh. Even for me, that's harsh. So let's uh, the current of Lake Erie is going to be moving the ship in a different direction today. Back north to the soggy, wet, moist motherland that we call home. And those of you should know this name and by the way i disagree with this man on almost all policies and i consider him one of the few people to be a decent politician he is looking to run for his house seat again but not as a democrat as an independent and i mean this genuinely like this individual and i don't agree on much of anything but i believe he was one of the good human beings in that, um, to quote Obi-Wan Kenobi, wretched hive of scum and villainy okay. that is the House of Representing. This man, along with uh, former Congressman Ron Paul, used to team up and go after the Federal Reserve together. To me, that was a clear indicator that I was working with somebody who had some sort of moral compass, who actually mm -hmm. was decent. He was against the Iraq War before it was cool. And his name is Dennis Kucinich. Uh, from Cle Well, he was the former mayor. He was the youngest mayor of Cleveland in its history. Well, he's running as an independent. Kucinich, 77, a former Cleveland mayor, was cons uh, consistently rated as one of the most liberal House members, said he's seeking the 7th District seat now held by Republican Representative Max Miller. Two Democratic hopefuls have also filed paperwork to seek the party's nomination. Referring to himself as someone who has shown he can work with Democrats and Republicans, Kucinich said the nation's ongoing political polarization and congressional gridlock are a threat to national security. Service to a nation must be superior to service to a political party, Kucinich said. My vote will become pivotal in a closely divided Congress. Now more than ever, ever America needs uh, persons with experience in Congress to guide our nation through this difficult time. He was elected as the country's youngest big city mayor when he won the Cleveland job in 1977 at the age of 31. He later served eight terms in Congress before he was defeated in the 2012 primary by Representative Marcy Kapter after Ohio's congressional districts were, were he was defeated by Representative Marcy Kapter. <laughs> Kapter, yeah. She, um, he also ran twice for president and lost uh, the Democratic bid for Ohio's governor in 2018. Until October, he served as campaign manager for Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s independent presidential campaign. Like I said, Denny Kucinich and I don't agree on much. He's not a gun guy. Um, he's a big he's a big government guy, but I think he's honest, and I think that he's a decent man as a human being. Um, I, I I I would have him over to the barbecue. We would probably go back and forth on a few things, but I think that he's a decent guy. Like, and even my friend Ray and I have talked about this several times. Like, Denny Kucinich is a decent person. Um, not so again, you don't have to agree with everything somebody says and no, still look I know, at them. I, I, I know plenty of decent people whom I don't agree with a lot of things on, but right, they're, they're decent people and well intentioned. So, yeah, and I think Dennis Kucinich is one of those people, and it would be interesting to see him get back in there and be an independent voice. I think that would be, I think it'd be very interesting. Um, I like I said, 
one of those few people out there that I think is a decent human man and actually, again, not agreeing with him, but knowing that he, like, I could tell, I honestly believe his heart's in the right place. I get it. Um, maybe going about it the wrong way, but I think Denny's a good guy. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, how do you like his chances, Chris, as an independent? I mean, I don't want to say it's impossible because there's been plenty of independents who have, you know, made it into Congress. Running as an independent in, in a what is, no matter what anybody says, is strictly a two-party system. His chances are a lot slimmer, but he may also have good report with the people of Ohio. You know, he does have his past, uh, you know, with uh, representing folks in Ohio. So, I mean, you know, I'm not saying it's impossible, but running as an independent, like the moment you do that, like your chances of getting election or getting elected uh, drop dramatically unless you got a really strong campaign. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Um I, I, I wish him all the best. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, maybe uh, have a different outlook on things when he's not beholden to the Democratic National Committee. That's true. You know, so that's very true. Um, I'm going to reach out to him, see if he wants to get on the Lake Erie uh, Currents podcast to see if he wants to talk to us. I don't think it'll work, but the worst thing that can happen is nothing. But I'm going right. to reach out to Denny. So you, you feel like getting interviewed by Dick Rambone and Peter Thorncock? <laughs> Oh, you're going to feel it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that day I would, uh, I would refrain from using any of my, um, uh, any of my typical antics. Yeah. That day, I think I would, I would dial it back about 50% and just, you know, I don't want to, because I'm telling you right now, I know that's why Dr. Judy Wood didn't want to come on here because I'm pretty sure probably watched some of this shit. Be like, be like, who the fuck is Dick Rambone or Captain Kaka or whatever? The fuck? It's just like, yeah, fuck these guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dr. Judy these, Wood, you broke my these heart. These guys and their immature potty humor. I can't help it. I Neither can I. I. I can't. I've had this conversation with many people. If I live to be 70 or 80, poo-poo, pee-pee, and fart jokes will still be fucking funny to me. I don't care. Nope. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't care. Fuck you. Fuck you. Like, it's like, is that Tom Cruise? We'll use his line when he referred to, if you don't like Scientology, if you don't like poo-poo and pee-pee and fart jokes, then fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Um, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, grow up, not old. And that's exactly what we're doing here. Um, exactly. So, yeah, man, uh, Denny Kucinich throwing his hat back in the ring. We wish him well. We'll see what happens. Try to get him on here and see if I could get um, uh, Representative uh, Denny Kucinich on here to chat with us. I doubt it, but a man can dream and he sure can try. I'll try to play the home team and be like, hey, man, you know, we're all we're all Buckeyes here. We're all Ohio people here. You know, this is the Lake Erie Currents podcast. I mean, this is your backyard. This is homegrown podcast. Yeah. Talk to your people, brother. Um, maybe I'll offer him some pierogies. I'll try to bribe him. Be like, look, bro, like, come on. Like, we'll send you some pierogies. Yeah, yeah, or potchkeys or whatever. I mean, (laughs) whatever, whatever you want. Tell you what, name your price, Denny, within $20, okay? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) let's let's not get crazy here. Um, But, uh, yeah, that's that's all we had this week to chat with you guys. Um, I hope you're all doing well. And for those of you... We got listeners down at the border in Tejas and New Mexico, Arizona, and I don't know where our folks are in California. I know California, Brian took off to Tennessee, so I don't know if you folks are in the southern portion of your respective states, but if you've got any local report, please let us know. I'd love to know what's happening down there. I mean, I have, I watch a lot of stuff on YouTube of people going down there and illegally recording stuff. I want to leave their names out of it. But they do a phenomenal job of doing the journalism that none of the mainstream media will ever do uh, with their quick shots from a mm-hmm. safe distance. These people are down there interviewing people walking. Act- actual guerrilla journalism. <laughs> That's it. That's the phrase, guerrilla journalism. Mm-hmm. And I respect that a lot. Um, for those of you that know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. There's a couple of specific folks that are doing that. And shout out to the Soy Squad. 
A lot of times they put their oh, a broken clock is right twice a day and they are right twice. And sometimes they have excellent reporting. They've gone down south of the border, talked to some very nefarious people. I give credit where credit's due. Um, the reporting on guns can suck the freckles from my ball bag. Um, but whatever. Um, that's, a, that's a hell of a task. Oh, yeah, it's work. You're going to be busy for a while. <laughs> busy for a while. Um and uh, I'll enjoy every minute of it. We're like Cartman when he gets uh, when he gets Kyle uh, to suck his balls. <laughs> oh, you got kind of crazy there, Kyle. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's it. That's all. That's all we have for this week. I'm going to turn it over to Christopher real quick and see if he has anything else that he would like to add. Just check us out on BitChute, man. That's that's our, that's our crowd right there. That's that's the pond that we're comfortable in. So if you like the video format. Uh... YouTube is a no-go for us. <laughs> we're too controversial. Uh, we speak as because we speak our minds and we're not willing to censor ourselves. So, uh, yeah, check us out on BitChute. Yep, check us out on BitChute. Appreciate that. And that's true. We did get a couple of strikes because we questioned vaccines, COVID, the normal things, things that even now have most people have moved past. YouTube has not moved past. It is still censorship central which is sad for the majority of us who grew up remembering the wild, wild west days of YouTube where you could find anything on there because it was mm-hmm. a free and open market, but whatever. Um, but that's all we have this week. Uh, of course, thanks to our, our sponsors. We appreciate you and love you very much. Don't forget to patronize them. And of course, our premier sponsor starting at the beginning of this year has been and, and will be Fairly Decent Golf, uh, Instagram and TikTok. Don't forget, off a purchase of $20 or more with the code CURRENTS, all in caps. Please uh, support Bobby. Fairly decent golf. Subscribe. Watch all the good stuff. Uh, Love you, Bobby. Appreciate you very much. But, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we we are almost at the end of the first month of the year. It has flown by. We're already going to be getting into February, and we all know what that means. The dog days of winter are upon us, but also St. Valentine's Day. Now, for those of you who have completely dropped the ball, you still may have a shot at surprising her by washing your ass properly. Okay? Don't let her down again, folks. Don't use a detergent. Don't treat your body like garbage. A for champion. Listen to your soap. Medicine for your body. Check out Akron Apothecary. I hope it's working, Todd. Check out Akron Apothecary, Todd's Gay Soap. This is medicine for your body. Wash your fat folds, your undercarriage, the dung ditch. Get those dingleberries out of there. Make sure you're smelling fresh and sweet. So when you're ready to get down and have some of that sweet, hot love underneath the fan, next to the fireplace, or in the backseat of a Honda, whatever it is that you're doing, Make sure that you're fresh and clean for that special someone or someone's. We don't judge because we don't care, but we do care if you smell like shit. And we would like you to wash with real soap from Todd's Gay Soap, Akron Apothecary. Please check them out. Hopefully has the store restocked. I've been trying like hell, you guys. Please believe me. Todd's Gay Soap is so for that ass. And if you want to keep that cocking balls clean, and have that veiny pepper sheen use Todd's gay soap, baby. <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody. Have a great week. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share. We love you, and we'll talk to you next week. All right? Everybody take care of yourself. Be good. We'll see you. Dick Rambone and Peter Thorncock out. <laughs> <laughs>